so first things first, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Very, very exciting time at the moment. How are you doing today and how is everybody in the witchery camp? We're very uh, happy in the witchery camp. We're very excited. People are um, enjoying the videos we've released so far. And um, we've actually managed to, um, we played Hellfest a few weeks ago and uh, we had uh, our first single out and we managed to play that for the first time ever in a live situation. So, uh, and the audience liked it. So we're very happy that the uh, uh, release date is finally uh, upon us. Well, it, a few days still to go, but very happy. Yeah, I saw some of that footage from Hellfest. It looked uh, incredible. It looked absolutely just a, a, a sea of people. From your perspective, what was it like for you? We've played Hellfest a few times. Uh, well, I've, I've done it with other bands, uh, which is first time, but uh, Hellfest is uh, a great festival, actually. Um, not to mention any other big festivals in Europe, but I think Hellfest is the best one, actually. Uh, I mean, it's it's over two weekends. I think they take a break over Monday, Tuesday in the middle or something, but mm. it's so many days. I mean, it's so many days that Megadeth played it twice. They played both weekends. I mean, hello. <laughs> Crazy big festival. Uh, everyone's happy. They're, you know, you know what it's like at a metal hard rock festival. There's no fighting. People just want their beer and see their bands and headbang a little. So it's all a very um, wholesome and great experience. I'm glad. I'm glad it went so well for you. You sound incredibly enthusiastic about it. And of course, the new album uh, a few days away, July 22nd, Nightside via Century Media Records. At this stage, after so much time and the long build that it comes with releasing an album, are you just ready to send it out to the world? Yes, especially this one, because it's our first um, concept album. Um, it took a little longer to write, which was fine because it was um, written uh, during the pandemic. So there was no touring or anything else going on. So we had the extra time to invest in that. But uh, it is our first attempt at it, and uh, it, it was a lot of, it was more work, actually. I thought it would be less work because I always end up having to write the lyrics, and I thought, okay, so if I come up with one topic instead of 10 topics, hmm. it's easier, but uh, no, it's not easier. <laughs> you need to keep that one topic interesting for, uh, you know, 10 times longer time period. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we did a good job. People who have heard the whole album are excited about it. You might have heard it also. So we think it works and we're, yeah, we, we're ready to hear what people think about it. Well, the reaction to the singles uh, so far has been universally positive. Uh, have you found that has helped relax you uh, regarding how the overall album will, be will potentially be received? I was thinking that I might have, uh, you know, that uh, parental uh, filter on uh, YouTube comment section because it was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no harsh words at all. I didn't really recognize it. I mean, a YouTube comment section is a pretty salty place sometimes. Mm. Uh, but people seem to like it. So, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. So that's why I want the album to be released so I can hear what people think. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And you are right. I have heard it. We've reviewed it as of today. We absolutely love it. It is a witchery album, but it's very different too. Partially, obviously, because of the concept behind it. And regarding that then, you said writing began in a pandemic. But when did the idea first start to take shape? And how close is the final product 
to your original vision? Uh, well, I had written maybe because we could, we, we are a rehearsing band. Not mm. many bands today are. I mean, we, we like to get together and hang out and have a laugh and play a Saxon cover or, you know, just goof around. And then there's a, maybe a song. And if there's not, there might be a song next rehearsal, you know? Uh, but uh, it, it being the pandemic and uh, us members living in different cities, you know, the restrictions, we weren't supposed to travel and, and all that. And then, you know, I can't go to a rehearsal because my blah, blah, blah is, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, has a pre-existing condition, you know, all that stuff. So no rehearsals. Uh, I wrote the maybe first five songs or something in the computer uh, on my own. And then while walking the dog, which I, I recommend actually, walking the dog is very good for solving problems. <laughs> Uh, I'm one of those few people that don't listen to podcasts or, you know, when I'm out, I want to just, you know, doing mundane, boring things. I want my brain to be bored. So it starts to get create creative. Hmm. So filling it with podcasts, you don't, um, you never get into the state where your brain starts to do stuff on its own. So I was walking the dog like I've done a thousand times before, and it was pretty boring. Full moon out. Hmm. And the thought struck me that, uh, you know, full moon, King Diamond, uh, concept albums. Why haven't we done a concept album yet? And that's like, okay, we have the extra time. And like I said, uh, starting off here, that uh, it, I think it'll be uh, an easier task, actually, which it turned out not to be because... Um, you know, when you have a, a, a plot in a movie or whatever, there's uh, action-filled uh, parts and there's slower parts. And I want the music also to, you know, I don't want full-on uh, blast beats when it's a slower part in the story. You know, it, it might have a, you know, a heavier kind of riff or something. So that was one part. So, you know, you, first you have a story, you, you kind of section it up in 10, 11 pieces. And then, okay, so this is, needs to have action this is heavier and then uh you know usually when you enter the studio you record 11 songs and then you go oh this one turned out great this needs to be the first song oh, yeah. this is the second song and these two they go to japan or something you know how you know they need their bonus tracks but being a concept album you don't have the luxury to pick afterwards they really need to be as good as they need to be for the first song if it's the first part in the lyrics there's mm. nothing you can do about that so that actually i'd say that it's actually maybe twice the amount of work writing a concept album than writing you know just 12 songs and see whatever sticks so yeah, that was that's the long story. How I got the idea and uh, how, kind of uh, the thought process that went went into it. And compared to when those early ideas formed and uh, you can started working it, compare that to what is about to come out. Do you think it's pretty much exactly like what your original vision vision was? Mm, no, because uh, like I think um, the best concept album ever made is, well, I haven't heard them all obviously, but uh, <laughs> Operation Mindcrime sticks out. Fair enough. Yeah, and it, in on that album, there's uh, you know parts where there's a, uh, I mean I think you're familiar with that album. There's a car that drives up and you hear the windows go down and you know kill the priest or get kill Mary and you know yeah and, and it's just like some kind of 
atmosphere, setting the atmosphere or something. And it's so good. And it, you know, when I was a, a kid, 14, 15, sitting with headphones in my dark room at home, uh, you know, this was just wow. So th that's why I'll, there's also things going on in between the songs. And, you know, you have these visions of grandeur, what, what you know, I'm going to make it the blah, blah, blah in between the songs. It's going to be so cool. But then you're limited to what you can find, what, you know, what sounds you can find and everything. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what the, my vision was really. It, mm. it would almost be, you know, almost like a musical. Oh. Like, you know, it, it really... I don't like musicals. I, I just want to be the first one that says that I, they're not my thing. But maybe what I am envisioning is like a musical. But it now it did turn out like more like songs that are um, you know strung together with the same story. Uh, I you know, I it's still too close to me for, to answer that song. I, I think I need some more distance to hear what people say, and so I can think. Was that the reaction I wanted? Oh, uh, so you, yeah, you've really got to be um, effectively quite studying the reviews and the fan feedback as it comes up, comes in over the next couple of months. Yeah, because it's like writing your first novel. That it, So, you know, did I flesh out the characters enough? Did I blah, blah, blah? You know, I might think I did because I know the characters in my mind. Yeah. But, you know, so it, it yeah, we'll see. That's also one of the points uh, or reasons why I want to I want to hear what people think. No, it makes complete sense. Uh, I can't wait to sign it, kind of see what the general reaction to it is. And were you kind of conscious though as well that obviously the story uh, in this album surrounding witches, witch finders, curses, charms, uh, religious brutality, and all of that that they do fit the heavy metal sphere and have been utilized uh, across a wide array of musical styles. Were you conscious of that and uh, aware that which we wanted to do something different. Uh, the concept of uh, 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 witches and hauntings and ghosts is that's something that's been with me my entire musical career. My first band that I ever released albums with, uh, a death metal band called Seance. And they, uh, that band had a song called Haunted. And my next band, I called The Haunted. And then uh, when we were starting out Witchery, Witchery was a name we were tossing around before we chose Seance. And they all kind of, they're in the same area of, uh, of paranormal activity, maybe you would say. So it, it is something that I'm interested in. And, you know, it's also the kind of, I like horror movies. Yeah. So I prefer that kind of, horror movie uh, over uh, slasher movies. Okay. So, yeah, it needs to have that undead uh, ghostly thing to it. Uh, like Hereditary or, you know, if you've seen that movie, you know, that kind of eeriness rather than someone walking around with a big knife or something. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, I think I uh, got uh, sidetracked here uh, from your question. It was... Oh, it was just about whether you were actively conscious of witchery doing something different compared to some of the other um, themes and ideas that other bands have used when it comes to uh, the story that you have in this album. 
I I don't know if I uh, I mean King Diamond has probably claimed ghosts and the things <laughs> concept albums and them and so on but I think uh, uh, he's more concentrated it around the family and of mm. course grandma and that whole thing this is more global yeah. like uh, uh, you know there's a song in uh, on the album that is almost instrumental it has a few spoken parts where, where uh, like there's a, a monastery and there's monks reading from the, the witch's hammer book and they do it in, in English, uh, Spanish and German. And this is right after the, uh, the woman, uh, the main character of the story, uh, flees the old world, hmm. which is Europe, and she headed, heads to the colonies. And uh, so I wanted to kind of portray that this is, uh, you know, something that was uh, all, all over Europe. Yeah, the, the the major languages, and uh, just so no French-speaking people are offended. French is also included in the album at the way end of the album, uh, so it, it gets its spotlight there. Um, but yeah, I don't think, uh, 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 to my knowledge, I don't think that there's anyone that's done the same kind of concept uh, story. Uh, I think we did something. Uh, um, uh, original yeah at least for us i i agree with you i i think it's a very unique album um that what you just described there i'm nodding along because it really does come through this all-encompassing almost world uh scope view uh, at least across uh europe as well and i have to ask then considering how much of that has been part of your life where does that interest come from for example is it uh, uh, your interest in the paranormal is it something you've experienced yourself uh, I was uh, brought up in a family that were uh, evangelical. Okay. Uh, so I've seen, when I was a kid, I've seen grown-ups, th- uh, be, you know, just throw themselves to the floor and be uh, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Not possessed, but uh, filled with, by the Holy Spirit or something. Mm. And just, you know, tongue speak and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, and uh, we kind of uh, stopped going after a while. So my family is not crazy, but that kind of, I think that put some kind of religious, like there is something strange about religion, mm. and, uh, you know, the whole spirit world and uh, that whole concept. So I think that's why I, uh, when I, you know, mentioned horror movies earlier that I, I do like the kind of uh, religious aspect of horror movies more than I just uh, violent maniac. Uh, so I think that maybe reflects uh, why you know seance hauntings uh, and so on witcheries mm. it's really interesting it is fascinating to hear you describe it as such particularly from uh you know your childhood but you've talked as well about the difficulties that came with creating this concept album is there one specific area that you found to be the most challenging and what did you do to overcome it I think with Witchery, Witchery has always been like my uh, musical playground. Yep. And that means that I don't, that doesn't mean that I don't um, take it seriously. It means that I've had uh, feel less restraint. Like uh, if, if a song, uh, if a riff is heavy metal and it's good, we'll use it. If it's black metal and it's good, we'll use it. It doesn't matter. Um, other bands I played in, uh, 
have more of a defined uh, style. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to release a new Witchery album and see, you know, uh, the re reviewers try to um, <laughs> box us in what we are. <laughs> There's always some new adjective uh, added or, you know, created for us. But um, uh, I think um, the hardest part with the album was because it's a concept album that I needed to uh, uh, come up with different parts. So in, with Witchery usually just being, this is good, we're going to use it. Now uh, I, it was more like, oh, this needs to be a faster song or this needs to be a slower song. So I, I had uh, more of a, uh, like a, a master plan I needed to follow. Because, you know, usually if I, I only come up with good fast riffs now, then it'll, it'll be a fast album. And that's just, you know, it's for the better, I think. It, it's a lot of, like a time document where the band was at that stage. Yep. But now I had to make it varied. So it, 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 that was also more work, which though um, is helpful now because now I have lots of material left over. So I probably have half of the next album already written. Oh my goodness. Because, oh, this is just another good fast riff. I don't need that. Then, oh no, not one more. And then, you know, so I, I can just open that up again and oh, here we are. But yeah, that, that was probably the hardest part that I needed the music to um, reflect the lyrics. I think we all know it turned out uh, perfectly fine in the end, only a couple more days. But also there's a cool, uh, the great amount of guests that feature in this album and um, some incredible talent that uh, uh, pop up throughout the record. Did this come about because of the period, uh, in specifically the COVID time, allowing you more time to create and arrange? Um, there's one guest uh, that appears on all our albums since two, the year 2000, which, and he's uh, Hank Sherman of Merciful Fate. And uh, Merciful Fate is probably my, my favorite band, all-time favorite band. And Don't Break the Oath is the best album ever. So uh, anytime I can harass Hank into uh, <laughs> doing a solo, which he gladly does, I don't need to harass him. Yeah, uh, but he gladly uh, plays a solo for uh, every album, and uh, so he's going to. I'm going to keep asking him, <laughs> and uh, so that's a, it's it's like a childhood dream. Every time we do an album, that ha Hank says yes to uh, to do a solo. But we also have uh, we recorded the the album with uh, uh, Simon Johansson, who also plays in Wolf and uh, uh, with Soilwork these days. Um, so he did a guest solo uh, because we were in his studio and it was like you know, kind of the playfulness of witchery. Don't, don't you want to do a solo? You're a great guitar player. So he, that's what he did. We're very happy to have Simon on there, of course. Um, then we have a, a song uh, called Don't Burn the Witch. And I've always been a, a huge ACDC fan. Yeah. And like I said, if a song, uh, if a riff is a great thrash riff, or if it's heavy metal, or if it's ACDC-ish, if it's good, we'll use it. And that song <coughs> turned out really well, I think. Hmm. And it, it has a bit of uh, Queller talk to it. Hmm. So, and we're friends with the Queller talk guys. And I asked uh, uh, the guitar player of Queller talk if he wanted to, uh, to do a solo. Yep. And uh, of course, he uh, 
oh not of course he agreed which made us happy of course uh, and he was uh, he really liked the song also uh, so that's cool Marshek of start of of Kvelitak and then um, I'm hoping I'm not forgetting anyone but the, we of course have um, uh, Jeff Walker of Carcass mm -hmm. and uh, him and I we've played together many times in Bulgaria yeah. uh, he's a great guy I've known him forever yeah basically he he came through Sweden with Carcass in 89 yeah. and uh, my uh, my very first band uh, called Orchrist after a sword in the Hobbit, mm. the Hobbit, we opened up for them. Um, so, and that's 89. That's a long time ago now. <laughs> and he's a great guy. He said yes immediately. And that might actually, uh, 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 thanks to the pandemic that they weren't busy or out somewhere that he had the time to do it. I know that he would all, always have said yes, hmm. that he wanted to, but uh, now he actually had the time. So that might be the answer to your question that maybe it, Jeff, thankfully, uh, because of the pandemic, yeah, he had the opportunity to, to do the vocals. Yeah, the song is an incredible one as well. Um, over the past few years then, the pandemic period, how have witchery coped and uh has the what got through what got you through the most difficult periods was it just focusing on uh nightside um well um let's see I, i'm many of us in witchery are also in other bands yes and unfortunately witchery has often had to take the back seat hmm. so witchery having to take a little bit of a backseat during the pandemic wasn't too hard of a blow uh, for that band. it was uh, more difficult for um for bands like the haunted which needs to be seen all the time but witchery has some kind of uh i wouldn't say cult but more cult following than maybe uh the haunted so Thanks. there's always people there rooting for witchery so mm -hmm. Witcher didn't suffer so much. Haunted maybe more. Bands like, um, uh, like uh, previously, you know, we had um, uh, Charlie was in Arch Enemy, and uh, when Martin was in the band, there was Opeth, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, Witcher suffered uh, due to the pandemic. It was only an opportunity so we could do the the concept album. Well, that's it, isn't it, really, that you had that opportunity because it was such a negative period for the entire music industry. You know, you talk about all the other bands uh, that you're all in and how everything just came to a dead stop across the entire world. It did allow you a the positive of being able to work on witchery. Yeah. Is that what you could point out as being the, the most positive thing that you've been able to take from a university negative period? I believe so, yes. Because... Um... I mean, it also enabled or it forced me to have to write everything on my own in the computer. Mm. And because I, and like I told you, or like I described um, earlier, that uh, things had to match, the music had to match the lyrics. Yep. Uh, I had to act more like a mad scientist, throwing <laughs> things around and no, this needs to go here. And that would, would have been 
I wouldn't say impossible, but it, it would have taken a lot of work for the others to, okay, so this chorus is in this song now. And, you know, but we've had it this way for, for months. And, you know, I know you, you do throw around riffs anyway yeah. when you're in a rehearsing band, but this was more of a, on a, you know, the uh, grander scale that things really got tossed on end uh, almost weekly. Okay, this needs to go here and this needs to go here. Uh, so uh, I think not only did it give us more time, just because I sat alone and could be the mad scientist um, in front of the computer also helped, I think. So I did drive the other guys mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they loved it in the end. Um, last one for you, Jensen, then. Uh, Witchery, of course, has uh, overseen so many changes over the many, many years in the music industry. So many things have adapted and moved. Look at nowadays, we are all about streaming and likes and shares rather than sales, it seems. But here you are in 2022 with a new album, Standing Stronger Than Ever. What is it from your perspective that you think means Witchery stands the test of time and still resonates so strongly with your fan base? That is an interesting question because, I mean, we have we have done tours and mm. we have been, I mean, it's been so long since we've been to the UK. Yeah. Way too long. I mean, I remember when we played there, uh, I mean, this is silly long ago, but it was uh, 2000. We were there on tour with uh, Moonspell and Creator. And we played the, um, uh, what was it called? The LA2. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, of course. The LA2. Wow. It's long gone. It's been torn yeah, down. Yeah. What, what's the other name for it? Uh, the Astoria. Astoria, of course. We played there and, uh, I mean, it was packed, sold out. And uh, we had some, uh, you know, uh, uh, head up information that, yeah, bring a lot of t-shirts. Okay, so we told uh, the merch lady to bring more t-shirts. She sold for all the bands. And we sold more t-shirts than, we were third band on the bill. We sold more t-shirts in London than Creator and Moonspell combined. Wow. I mean, she had to take the T-shirts off the board to just sell everything. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we should have been back and played UK UK a, a long time ago. But uh, let's see, let's see if um, Bloodstock will have us. Maybe they'll. I you know this year all these bookings have been, just been moved along mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Um, but maybe next year we could get a, a slot on on. Um, uh, Bloodstock or uh, some other British um, festival. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I've been doing so many interviews and I've been rambling so much that I get uh, I lose track of the question. What, what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's it. I love it. I love it. It feels very, very much like a conversation. It really was just generally how witchery are still standing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think short answer because we're running out of time. I think it is because people realize or people hear that we have fun. Yeah, it, it's it's music sprung out of uh, uh, you know joy sounds the wrong word for metal, but uh, <laughs> out of uh, inspiration and just uh, for the love of the style or the you know the the riff and everything and the passion. I think it's not something that is. Um, 
you know, like put together on a on an assembly track. It is something that uh, it's um. What, what what do you what do you say in the in English? A uh, 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 craft of love or what's the word? Uh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, what would, what, I'm trying to think of a word now. What would be? I, I get what you mean. It it comes from the heart. You wear your heart in the yeah. It's very honest. It's very you. Yes. And we can't, if people hear that we can't, it's not a, a fake, uh, uh, we don't do this for likes, we don't do this, like you mentioned, we, we just do it for the love of the style and for, for having fun with the guys, we like to be around each other and I think that's what uh, people hear through the music. Yeah, well said, it really does come through and uh, I can't wait for everyone else to hear Nightside because it is an incredible album. Um, and uh, a proud piece of work for Witchery. Jensen, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?